Now, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show as we get into the 5 o'clock hour. And one of the great resources out there at recruiting time is Rivals.com. Kevin Longquist, my longtime friend, SMU graduate. But, boy, he covers Baylor as well as anyone. And uh, I follow him at Sikkim Sports on Twitter, at Sikkim Sports. And I, and I do the uh, – I pay the uh, fee to go behind the uh, curtain. But uh, uh, I'm just monitoring uh, – Moments ago, and uh, some news coming across uh, the uh, the wire on Sikkim Sports. Oh, there it is, uh, Kevin. That's the uh, breaking Ooh. news sounder, <laughs> the official breaking news sounder on the Matt Mosley Show. Uh, Kevin, great to have you. Um, tell us a little bit about this uh, uh, this uh, this JUCO defensive tackle who has uh, made his announcement this uh, this very afternoon sure uh Darrell boykins a defensive tackle out of hutchinson uh, community college up there in kansas uh, just finished his season last week when they played in the uh, national juco championship game against iowa uh, western community college in little rock um and i think it, obviously he brings a presence in the middle at the nose tackle that they really need with apo ika uh, going to off to play in the uh, in the or going off to the NFL. So the thing about him that he's going to bring is eligibility. He's going to have three years to play three years. He's going to sign on Wednesday. He'll be arriving mid January. I think it's like January 14th. So he can get going in the off season program immediately and then go through spring, of course. And so he can kind of learn how what they want to do with their nose tackles and that sort of thing. And, yeah, he was on his official visit over the weekend, Matt. He started it on Thursday. So he got to Baylor the day after uh, they played the, the uh, national championship game. Think about this. He was in Little Rock. They played that game late on uh, Wednesday evening. It was on national TV. Then they go back to Kansas. Then he's got to go hop a plane to get down to Waco. So it was a pretty crazy 24 hours for him to get to Baylor on Thursday. And then he obviously has a great visit likes how the coaches feel like they're going to develop him as a nose tackle. And I think that's a big help for Baylor, obviously, so that they can keep the middle of the defensive front going in the right direction. Can he play this Thursday? (laughs) Uh, No. Uh, I mean, technically, he would be in the full. I mean, Wapla's got one more game, so he can can handle that one. Uh, Okay, on Thursday. Um, but <laughs> I think obviously what, what Jarrell's going to do is obviously take a hard look as to what, you know, I'm sure he's obviously looked at film and past Baylor games this year, but he'll take a look at it a little bit more this week. It's going to look a little bit different, especially when you're facing the option in an air force. And so that's going to, that's kind of a out of body experience anyway for defense, yeah. but it's just a matter of, you know, what defensive tackles need to do with them, Matt. They don't, you know, they're not going to be stat patterns. You're, you're not looking for, them to have a great number of tackles one way or the other, maybe a couple of pressures or sacks, but you're just hoping that what they can do is clog things up so that the linebackers can get in there and make a bunch of tackles and that sort of thing, and that they can make the, the yards per carry between the A-gaps for run, any type of running back or quarterbacks, you know, minimum at best. All right, I like him. I like the size. I mean, this is a big man. I know yeah. what uh, Jeff Ireland calls guys like this in uh, – it, it involves a, a trash can full of sand uh, at some point. You know, Baylor a few years ago 
had the guy that ended up with did he go did he go the Vikings? I don't know. The um, who you remember the James Lynch? Not Lynch, but who was playing nose tackle on those teams? They 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 had the great they had oh, the outside oh, Lockhart. Yeah. yeah. That, oh, he had gosh. tremendous it it's okay. Uh, oh, Bravian Roy? <laughs> Yes, yes. Bravian was <laughs> yeah, yeah. was, yeah, well, was Bravian probably was with Carolina for a little bit. I don't think that's Bra- it. That's yeah. it. He was with Matt Rule yeah. at Carolina. You're right. Lynch was with the Vikings, but yeah, this guy, Jarrell Boykins. Right. This this excites me. Now, uh, got some uh, breaking news out there right now. The the man, <sighs> Mazuka Makuza. We've called him all kinds of things. I used to call him just Maz. Uh, I like the guy. Number 65 for the Bears. I mean, could get out there and get yeah. after you. Could could move. I thought and, – and he was a strong player. Enters the transfer portal. I don't sense that Bear Nation is 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 that upset about it, but he is a guy that with, with quite a few starts under his belt and some experience, he's going to have three years left. So uh, I, I would say that's, yeah. a, uh, that's a tough loss for the Bears. It is because you're basically losing now the entire offensive line uh, from this season. And uh, obviously, you know, he didn't play against Texas, didn't play for most of the TCU game. I think there were some issues between him and the coaching staff uh, toward the end of his uh, year there. That's why you didn't see him. And I guess obviously that's probably why when you kind of get to that point of of no return, you're going to enter the portal. And now it's a question of what Baylor's going to have to do. Of course, you know, they got Campbell Barrington coming in, the BYU transfer, who was on a visit last week and is now into the fold, and they think he'll probably be the left tackle for next year. But this also goes back to a point, you know, Matt, that I think I said to you when I was on last week or whenever it was, that they still needed a second veteran offensive lineman because one veteran wasn't going to do it with what they were losing. And so now this even kind of, you know, presses the point even more that they're going to need another veteran uh, beyond, you know, like I said, even before Micah had done this. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. And I'm looking, by the way, in the portal, and what TCU has been extremely active in the portal. Oklahoma State, very, very portal aggressive. heavy. Yeah, yeah OU, uh, you know, has had uh, quite a few people leave, but they're bringing in people through the portal uh, so far, Bears right. uh, just being selective. This is not a volume portal kind of place. Um, it, you know, I think uh, Aranda and his staff are pretty selective when it comes to the portal. They have been, yeah, that's been their track record. Add in about maybe three or four in a given year, you know, so that sort of thing. And I don't expect that to change. Now, obviously, they would have, I still think they probably are still looking for another physical wide receiver. Um, you know, that sort of thing to see if, if that if they can make that work. You know, they were looking at the Beck kid from LSU who wound up going to TCU. Uh, I think he committed yesterday there. So they were looking at him. You know, there's they, they will always look for trench help if you can get it there. And that's uh, that's something that is always going to be uh, a need for any for any team that wants to try and contend, Matt. You know, you know as well as I do that. If you've got pretty solid play along your offensive and defensive front, you're going to have a chance. Of course, we thought that Baylor was going to have that this year after the season. It didn't turn out that way. But at the same time, you've got to be sound in both of those units if you're going to give yourselves a chance. And then, like I said, aggressive wide receiver. And, you know, the, the one thing to watch here is what will they look at with the running back situation there? Because, you know, this situation with Tanik Williams 
tends to linger on beyond obviously him not playing for the rest of the season after BYU. You're losing Squirrel after this uh, game against Air Force. Your running back room isn't as you know as thick as you'd like to. Be. You know, they've got Dawson Tendergrass and Bryson Washington coming in. They're going to be puffed, and so that's going to be a little bit of a different thing to kind of bring them along. Uh, as much as you'd like to think, you know, they hit a home run with Richard Reese, of course, and he developed nicely, and he's pushing a thousand yards. But you know, mm-hmm. you still would like to get, maybe get a little bit more experience in there. All right, Bryson Washington is that the youngster from Franklin that just won the state title? Is that right? Correct. That, that and is correct. Yes, sir. Does he have some connection to our old Arlington Morning News buddy Douglas Pills? I feel like Pills has gotten heavily involved with that Franklin program. Uh, you know what I'm Not talking about? I feel like. Uh, I mean, okay, yeah, I I feel like this Bryson is very close to. Like well, I'm just telling you to look into this. I think he's very close to the Doug All Pills right. family, Douglas Pills, our former colleague. So when I give you these leads, don't You're argue with me. Kidding. Okay. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> is it, Pills? Do, do is, we need to play the? Do we need to play the breaking news segment on that? <laughs> no, I just want you to. I'm just trying to tip you off on this thing. It is uh, the Matt Mosley okay. show. Oh, Kevin you. Kevin Longquist. Uh, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, any, I don't even want to really give this thing more than it deserves. Is everything okay with, I, I, there's some rumors out there about a certain quarterback in the 2023 class uh, that we've all been very excited yeah. about. Are you just leaving that one alone, or is there any, is there some smoke there? What do we, I mean, I, I feel like until he's signed, there's always going to be a little bit of a, yeah. a scare. Where where are we with that would, in your mind? I would, I would, yeah, I would say that there's still some tension on there about this with, with Austin Novosad and him signing. It's going to be kind of a tense 48 hours. You know, it's been publicly reported about Oregon and TCU, you know, per, pursuing him and that sort of thing, and that hasn't really changed much. And I know that you know what else has been out there is the fact that you you know Oregon lost its top quarterback commit to UCLA uh, not long ago. Uh, I think it was like sometime last week. So that kind of changed the dynamics. And that's why Oregon's been kind of sniffing around as far as Novus that is concerned. And yeah, I, th- I think if you're Baylor, you kind of feel like, I mean, Dave Aranda did an in-home visit on late Friday afternoon with Austin on, uh, like I said, uh, on Friday afternoon down there in Dripping Springs. I've never known an in-home visit or an official visit to go off the deep end and go poorly, of course, but you know, it's. I like to use the phrase, Matt, as you well know, recruiting is weird, and it is just because what you think you have versus what you're going to get are two different things. And uh, there's another truism to recruiting: the recruiting really starts until after the commitment is made, and then that's when everyone wants what you have. And that's another, and that's always going to be kind of a you know a, a very difficult thing to overcome. I should point out, by the way. On the Oregon situation, it was the Dante Moore, uh, rivals number four quarterback in the country, who was committed to the Ducks, who flipped to UCLA. So that's why the Ducks are are sniffing around here on him. All right. Uh, by the way, great uh, win for our Alito Bearcats 
the other day. I was out there Saturday morning. Yeah. Of course, you were doing all your sideline work. Hoss Haney, offensive MVP. This is a kid, you know, that I've been touting uh, since before the season and, and got off to a rocky start. But uh, Alito gets it done. Right. An amazing few days of football. Uh, China Spring gets it done from Central Texas. Then in the 5A, 6A, the, the four games there, Metroplex just sweeps it. Okay, I mean that's that is a remarkable. Yeah. Dallas County sweeps three of the four, uh, so it it's uh, I would say that's a uh, it's a strong flex from Central Texas. We'll count Franklin, of course, in that in China Spring, right. and then uh, and then the Metroplex stepped up in a huge way uh, in over over the in those four games. Yeah, it was uh, amazing. I think the one thing about Alito, and of course, you know, Haas got named. Uh, offensive player of the game. He counted for what? I think it was like 325 yards of total offense rushing and passing. Um, but, you know, Alito's defense, which has been playing so well, really at the pretty much all season, but then it kind of took it to another level in its playoff opener against Colleen Shoemaker in the by district round. Uh, they've just played next level, Matt. And the way that they shut down Longview in the state semifinals the previous week, uh, and the way they held that offense to about 220 yards and a very talented 2024 running back in Tatum, uh, Taylor Tatum to basically 2.2 yards per carry. I think it was, uh, you know, just a credit to what their defense did. And of course, the thing about their team next year is that they're going to have all the skill guys back minus their top wide receiver. And if they get that clicking and if they get enough pieces on the defensive front to fill in from what they're losing, they're going to have a shot to make another run at title number 12. All right, and by the way, uh, what are you going to be? How are you going to manage that? That's going to be a strange day, busy day for you Wednesday. Now I know where I'll be. Ten a.m. I'll be at the Aranda news conference, quizzing him about Ron Roberts and the defensive coordinator in this class. Are you going to yeah. be able to cover signing day? Show up at the bowl game? I mean, how uh-huh. are you going to manage all this? All right, so I'm going to be managing the, the signing day. I probably won't be able to get to the presser because I'm waiting for a stove to be delivered to my house. And so I got those, oh you know, gosh. those dreaded windows. So I'm Please. kind of stuck. So you got to report back to me and tell me what's happening. You know how that works, right? And so you, you are um, not. But you got pro- that. And it, <laughs> you got to help me here, Matt. This is okay? ridiculous. No, I. You've got you've got these daughters, <laughs> these real talented daughters, who are going to be home for Christmas break. In, in spending no, time there, not. you've got they're... plenty of people who can sit there and wait on a I stove. I got one in Arkansas. Well, wait, hold, hold on a second. I got one in Arkansas, and I got one that's flying to New York tomorrow. So I'm kind of stuck. Well, we, we you need to really get you need to get get in in charge of this thing, and you've kind of let this get away <laughs> from you. So, but rest assured, rest assured, I will be at the game on Thursday. So yeah, yeah. Why don't you? Won't you sit out in the elements with me, okay? Let's let's really be let's let's show them what we got. No, I'll be I'll be getting in that press box no, as I'm quickly. Not <laughs> hey, do you? By the way, do you think there'll be any surprises uh, for the Bears, or will this be the class pretty much as we know it? Uh, any is there any buzz or anything out there as kind of a, any kind of last minute flip? Or and let's not count Novosad. We've already talked about him. That would be a yeah. very negative thing. Yeah. Is there anything on the positive sta- uh, side that, that could occur, or is there nothing really you're hearing about? Uh, I think it's pretty quiet. It seems like everybody's pretty well locked in. I think the one thing that's going to be interesting here 
is the number of guys that are going to be coming in January. I'm still waiting for a total count on this, but I think, you know, with 22 commitments with the addition of, of Boykins uh, today, you're probably looking at about, I think last count I had was about eight, and that might be more than that, Matt, when those guys show up in January. So that's a, that's a big thing to have that kind of uh, those number of guys coming into your program at mid semester. So that's a, that's a big, yeah. thing for them. but again, as far as like anyone flipping or losing anyone outside of, you know, whatever drama there is or isn't connected with Novosad, I mean, I think that what you see is what you're going to get uh, Wednesday. And of course, Baylor's going to be like everybody else on signing day, getting all those, those national letters of intent in by no later than noon uh, Wednesday. So they can put this thing to bed. All right, uh, they, and of course, Randall will be hanging out with us <laughs> while while all those things are coming in. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. Talk about it until they're actually in, and so, <laughs> so that's going to be awesome. Well, now that's interesting so. because the truth is, if if it starts at ten or ten thirty, some of those will already have arrived. Right. I mean, a good number of those will be in. Yeah, I'd like to think that if if, if there, he can talk about the people who have already sent them in. Sure. I think once compliance obviously gives him the go-ahead on all those names coming in or whoever is in, yeah, he can absolutely talk about that. But, you know, it, it, but they, you know, it, for practical purposes, he may have about, let's just say for the sake of discussion, 17 of the 22 in by the time he hits the podium uh, yeah. Wednesday afternoon. And then at the end, he, you know, whatever. And then he might get word during the middle of the presser, hey, this guy's in, this guy's in, that sort of thing. So that's kind of how it could work. That's what I'm. I'm actually going to shout out names as they come in to Coach Aranda, and I'll say, "Coach, it's official." <laughs> you do that. Well, you do that. Well, <laughs> I want to see that. I send the video of that, would you? All right, buddy. We'll be in downtown Fort Worth over at the Team Hotel broadcasting. You are welcome to stop by if you can uh, figure out the stove issue. Do not let that uh, deter well, you from. Issue, yeah. Once the stove. <laughs> well, if the stove has been delivered, then I can run down there and get my credentials. So we're good to go there. No, so, no, then you we need can, to get... uh, talk about uh, the Vikings winning the North. So yeah, how about that come back on Saturday. Yeah, you're starting to break up now. I can't hear anything. You're... <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Uh, no, congratulations. <laughs> Greatest comeback in in, in uh, NFL history. The Minnesota Vikings, the favorite team of Kevin Longquist. So we'll give you your due on that and uh we uh we look forward to seeing you on thursday at the lockheed martin armed forces bowl dress warmly absolutely you do the same matt take care thanks you bet there he goes kevin longquist from rivals.com